0: Faith, family, freedom—it all still matters here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson.
1: You know, it's easy to look at a picture or watch a video—you know, scrolling on Facebook or Twitter or whatever—and then say that's awful, and then you just move on to the next thing that pops up on your social media feed or whatever it is you're looking at. It's another to actually stop, learn what's happening, and invest in the in the people who were involved, at least emotionally. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. We just talked to John Stahl from the Wall Street Journal about what's going on in Michigan, which, of course, is not in the headlines at the moment because of all the other turmoil happening around the country. But the fact of the matter is, is that there are many families digging out from flooding that happened because at least three dams have failed. And and one of those people uh, is Glenn Moots and his family uh, had their home destroyed by that flooding. He was featured in the Wall Street Journal report. Glenn, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk about this. I know it's uh, not easy, and I know you're you're just just absolutely swamped with trying to to get things cleaned up and move on.
0: Hi, Mike. Yeah, you've got that right. I I think what happened is not only did I lose my uh, my
1: home, but I also
0: became a project manager for a whole bunch of jobs I never expected to do.
1: Oh yeah, that's uh. I've seen the pictures, and if you want to see the pictures, you can you know go to a GoFundMe and just look up uh, Glenn Moots, and you can find that. And as a matter of disclosure, my wife set that up for for Glenn and his family because they are friends and are colleagues in some academic uh, endeavors that they do. Um, but let me ask you the most important question, Glenn: Is everybody in your family safe? Is everybody okay?
0: Yes, we're very thankful that we're all safe. We got out in time. We had plenty of notice and we're here. We're here to to fix things up and get on with our lives.
1: Is the house going to be salvaged?
0: I'm going to find out for sure on Saturday. Right now, things look good for one half of the house, the other half of the
1: house, less so. Well, let me ask you this because we've got a situation where multiple dams have failed. And John just told us in the last segment that these are privately owned but they had been cited by the state government so what do you know that happened and i know there's going to be a long debate over who's responsible that is going to affect you but what do you understand as far as what went wrong right now
0: well i think i think the bottom line is that this was preventable it was preventable but we did not have leadership to make it preventable. In other words, if there was concern about the safety of the dams, and apparently there was, we should have been told clearly and directly so that we knew that. We should not have been given the expectation that through an assessment they could have been repaired or that the regulators, for example, were making the uh, necessary uh, fixes and so on. So, so far as we knew the dam was safe, so far as we knew we were safe, and uh, the, if nobody was confident in that, they could have simply drawn the lake level down and that would have preserved probably, uh, uh, it would have preserved my house for sure and uh, probably some other folks as well.
1: Somebody may say, Glenn, if you were living fairly close to water, why didn't you have flood insurance?
0: Right, because even though this is a reservoir and uh, a reservoir built as part of a river, it has dams at both ends. And what should have happened is that that reservoir could have been drained. We were at one time in a floodplain and they took us out. So the federal government said, you're at risk. Then they said, now you're not. And flood insurance is connected to whether or not you're in a floodplain. So We were sent all kinds of mixed signals. But if we lived on a river that would rise and would have no place to go, I would say, yes, we should have had flood insurance. But as it is, we were basically told you're not at risk.
1: Yeah, and that's got to be not just – and I don't want to diminish the situation by saying, gee, that's frustrating – but when you're told, okay, you're not in this floodplain, this, is, this couldn't reach you, assume, I'm assuming they would basically calculate that based on a worst-case scenario. And they're saying in a worst-case scenario, you're not going to get flooded, and here you are with all this damage.
0: No, no way to communicate my frustration. And it can't just be with one party. It's with multiple parties because the federal government is regulating the dams through FERC, The state is regulating the dams. The state is also regulating the level of the lakes. Uh, So you've got the federal government, you've got state government, absolute failure of regulation. Then you've got the company that owns the dams, which absolutely failed in their responsibilities as well.
1: What are you hearing from, whether it's the company whose dams failed or the various government entities as far as... What kind of aid or cleanup or any kind of support that uh, you and your neighbors are being offered or getting or not getting?
0: Well, the best the best help I'm getting right now is from friends and family, like what uh, Rachel is doing. I told her I'm going to start calling her Saint Rachel from now on. <laughs> and uh, the people who come to my house, we, we have people here from church, we have people here from work, I teach at Northwood University. We've had students here. We've had the president here. The president, his wife, and their daughter worked all day on my house. So I've got friends, I've got coworkers, uh, I've got people at church. Uh, I'm sitting here in a car watching a guy dump a wheelbarrow right now in a colossal mountain of trash. But as far as as far as the government goes, I think it's just going to be the usual uh, FEMA process. Whatever that leads to, I don't know. And whether anything else happens, I think that's going to be determined in the courts. And so far as I know, there's a whole bunch of lawsuits right now being filed or being drawn up.
1: That is not a surprise to anybody. We're visiting with uh, Glenn Moots. His family is among those who lost their homes in the flooding in Michigan that happened last week because dams broke. Glenn, one of the things that I was a little bit surprised with in the conversation with John just a little bit ago was that a lot of dams, not just in Michigan, but in other parts of the country are, are privately owned. That's not something I realized was uh, was that common. So at this point, what are the next steps that you and your family are going to go through to try to have somebody make this right to repair the damage that's been done done to your property, at least as much as they can?
0: Right, I agree, so you know right now i've got I've got two missions and they're they're both pretty lousy. The first is to pull everything uh from the last fifty years of my life and put it in the dumpster and uh, my kids and my wife too and uh, they don't go in the dumpster they're <laughs> right, too. yeah and uh the second thing is to uh, basically tear my house uh, down to the studs and and hopefully dry it out so i haven 't been looking at this closely, but what little I know is I have the opportunity to join various class actions I have the opportunity to retain representation, um, and then of course, there are the usual government aid uh, processes so i would I would like to think there 's a short line here between the two points uh, where I am and where I should be because somebody should be responsible i think it 's I think like i said it 's partly public, partly private but I have not explored that well enough to confidently say, and I need to talk to somebody who knows it better than I do.
1: What advice would you give to somebody who says, okay, I'm told I'm not in the floodplain, but, you know, there is a dam over here or there is a body of water nearby. What advice would you give them right now, no matter where they are in the country?
0: Well, that's a, that's the, the, I guess the obvious question is buy flood insurance, but I, as I understand flood insurance, it's not something you can just buy uh, just as you would buy insurance for other things, um, in fact, it's it's interesting. A friend of mine is on Lake Huron, and uh, the the shorelines of the uh, of the Great Lakes uh, last year or two have been uh, eroding and uh, taking away houses and property. And uh, he once tried to insure his house with Lloyd's of London because uh, he could not buy the insurance that he wanted to buy to protect his home. I've also heard anecdotally, so I'll I'll put an asterisk on this that those who have who have flood insurance here are being told this is technically not a flood. It's a, a man-made, it's negligence, but it's not a flood. So we're not being covered by our homeowners because it's a flood. And what I've heard at least, and again, I haven't had time to run this down, is that some flood insurance claims are not being paid because they're denying it's a flood.
1: Wow. Okay, Glenn, appreciate that uh, insight. And you can look at the pictures of Glenn's house or what's left of it if you go to GoFundMe.com and find Glenn Moots on there. And as a matter of disclosure, my wife set that GoFundMe up. And uh, Glenn, you know, best of luck. I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Mike. All right. Well, speaking of insurance, we are circling back around to that and COVID-19. Insurance companies are pushing back against the idea that they should cover business losses. We'll explain what it means to the economy and to you. That's all just ahead on American Viewpoints.